Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And welcome, welcome, welcome to ACB's Family Table Thanksgiving Dinner Prep and Recipe Swap. This is the first of a bunch of events that we will be holding throughout the holiday season. Look for a beautiful event with all of the ACB leadership, staff, and board members, as well as some other key figures on Thanksgiving Eve, as well as an open community call to spend Thanksgiving Eve together, and an open Thanksgiving dinner call on Thanksgiving. Look at your community schedules for that. But for this evening, when we kicked around the idea of doing a call around Thanksgiving prep, there was nothing and no one better to turn to than Miss Sheila Young and Miss Jean Johnson. Their recipe swaps are fun, they are well attended, and they are the perfect hostesses for an evening like this. Sheila, Jean, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome, Anthony. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you, Jean. When you unmute, say hello. We are going to open up for everyone to share some of their dinner prep ideas, some of their holiday signature dishes in a moment. But the three of us thought that we would bring something along to start the call out with. And I came with two very easy things. The first being an easy brine for your turkey. Um, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I have simplified it from my taste really, really easily. Um, if it's a large turkey and I'm serving a bunch of people, I take two unscented garbage bags. <laughs> I put them into inside each other, a gallon of water, um, a full cup of kosher salt, a half a cup of brown sugar. I boil about half of that water with the cup and the, and, uh, with the cup of kosher salt and the half a cup of brown sugar until it's all um, dissolved and then I add it to the rest of the wa- uh, the rest of the water. If I feel like doing a savory turkey, I will add about two tablespoons of sage and about three sprigs each of rosemary and thyme. That's for me the great uh, the great brining recipe. Um, what I will do sometimes to seal in the moisture when I'm actually going to put the turkey in the oven is I'll take another quarter a cup of brown sugar. Um, and whatever water that I have left from the brining process. And I will mix that together again, um, just coating enough to, to almost dissolve the brown sugar. And I'll just coat the bird again and um, use a little bit of that to baste with for the first two hours that I'm cooking the turkey. If you're doing a much smaller one, you can get away with um, one of the largest Ziploc bags and, you know, bring that bring that down to a quart and then um you know a quarter of a cup and a third of a cup as well as whatever seasoning and seasonings you do and for stuffing i make the barest of barest stuffings i'm not really into walnuts or apple slices celery um but what i do is i take four loaves of bread take off all of the crust break it up into small pieces and i layer it into I have a, a bread box, um, like one of those old, old Tupperware bread, um, the same size as, as the loaf of bread. So I'll do a layer of the a layer of the bread, some chopped onions. I'll sprinkle the whole layer with pepper, 
take about a quarter of a cup of water for that first time and I'll douse the thing. Then I will continue with the bread, the pepper, the onions, just sprinkling a little bit more water on each layer, pressing down until I've used all four loaves. It usually stuffs about a 14-pound turkey and uh, tie it all up, pop that bad boy with a nice hearty spanking for Tom into the oven and I'm good (laughs) to go. So those are the two recipes I wanted to bring. Sheila, what'd you bring for us? I have so many things I make for Thanksgiving, but my favorite thing is a sweet potato casserole. And Mm. yeah, what you do is you take about four medium sweet potatoes. um, You boil them and you get them cooked and then you peel them. Should make about three to four cups of mashed sweet potatoes. And then you add in a half a cup of sugar, a stick of margarine, a half a cup of milk, some vanilla, and you put it in a 13 by 9 pan. Oh, two eggs. Forgot the eggs. That's important. Um, And then you blend it all together. You put it in a 13 by 9, and then you top it with a third of a cup of melted butter, a cup of brown sugar. Uh, a half a cup of flour and a cup of chopped pecans and you mix that all together you sprinkle sprinkle it over the top you bake it at 350 for about 30 minutes it should cook it should be bubbly by then because your sweet potatoes are already cooked Um, sometimes I leave it in a little bit longer but that's one of the things that if I don't cook there is no Thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) but there's others that you know my niece will say well you know we can't have thanksgiving without this or we can't have thanksgiving without this (laughs) there are some requests but that's just one of my favorites so i've been making that one for a long time that sounds delicious i think i'll try that this year well how about you Jeannie? Jeannie? did you bring us something Jeannie? I did. You Can you hear me now? There you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a couple of things. Um, one that my best friend always wants me to bring to her house, and I'm hoping we'll get to go this year. We're waiting to see how everybody is. So far, we're well. Is a broccoli cheese whiz casserole. Do y'all remember cheese whiz from Kraft? Mm-hmm. Mm, and this is so good and so easy. And when you cook it, you can actually do it in the oven or the microwave, which is really convenient if you're going to be going somewhere and need to just throw it together once you get there and pop it in the microwave. Um, But you use 20 to 24 ounces of broccoli. And, you know, that's kind of, um, I know it doesn't seem exact, but these days, different packages of broccoli are different sizes. And you put that in the microwave and you let it get thawed and warm. That's all you need to do. And then in your casserole, you combine two cups of uncooked instant white rice, two cans cream soup of choice. I generally use cream of mushroom and or cream of chicken. One big jar of cheese whiz, a half a stick of butter, salt and pepper to taste. And you can bake it in a greased casserole at 350 degrees for 30 minutes or you can put it in an 
a microwave safe disposable container and microwave it on high for about 10 minutes stirring a couple of times during cooking and it is delicious now do you want me to do a second recipe now or wait i want you to send that to me yeah please (laughs) i can do that yeah i'm sadly i missed our rice and pasta thing the other night so do you want me to that go was, ahead with another one? Or that wait? was two weeks sure. ago, Jamie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. So this one, guys, is so easy. For If there are any of you who are on the call who haven't been cooking a lot and you don't want to mess with a lot of ingredients, but you love your Thanksgiving pumpkin pie, this is easiest ever pumpkin pie. All right. You're going to use a frozen pie crust. So see that right there makes it easy. And you're going to combine one can of sweetened condensed milk. That's the thick stuff, not the evaporated milk, but one can sweetened condensed milk, a 16-ounce can of pumpkin, two eggs, and about two two teaspoons to one tablespoon, which would be three teaspoons, pumpkin pie spice, depending on how much you like the pumpkin pie spice. Mix it all up. Pour it into an unbaked frozen pie shell and bake it at 425 for 15 minutes and then reduce the heat to 350 and bake for about 45 minutes longer until it's nice and firm. And if you have the little pie crust protectors, you might want to put those on to protect the edges from getting burned a few minutes before the pie is done, but they're quick and easy and you don't have to measure all those different things. And don't anyway. So wow. I love yeah, that. I want one. that one too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just great. as good as the Libby's, you know, the one where you put like 12 ingredients. Right. Yum. That sounds easy. Yeah. And is. we're all about easy and good. Absolutely. And can I say one more thing since I'm here, speaking of easy and good now, I'll have to say, Anthony, your dressing, stuffing, whatever you want to call it, sounds absolutely wonderful. I do what I call cheaters dressing, and I get like two boxes of stovetop stuffing, and I cut up lots of onion and celery and add a few extra seasonings, and I make it according to the package with the onion and celery in it and the extra seasonings, and then I put it in a pan and bake it after I pull the turkey out of the oven and it's yummy and it's nice and moist I don't like dry stuffing uh, so it makes a very moist stuffing yeah and I buy the one the pepperidge farm in the bag is what I buy and I do the same thing with the onion yeah. and the celery and the butter and the yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah stuffing's good of course you know I moved down here from Mississippi and it was cornbread dressing it wasn't stuffing it was cornbread dressing so yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a totally different from stuffing. <laughs> yeah. But it's good if it's made right. It's really good. Yep, I agree. You know, and, and most families do a green bean casserole. And, you know, we have, um, when I was growing up, we always had a fruit salad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every family has a different traditional dish that they have. And it would be really cool if anybody is is listening to us that would like to share something different that their family does, because I think that would be fun. I have Absolutely. something. I have something. 
This yes, is Debbie. Debbie. Uh-huh. So uh, in our family, there was one year, uh, probably actually before I was born, where they suddenly did not have bread in the house for making dressing and oh. or stuffing, and they didn't have any of those wonderful Pepperidge Farm dressings that I also like. And since I've been living here in Alabama, I have to confess I love cornbread dressing. But um, we somebody decided to use saltines and we in our family ended up using them for years ever since because it's kind of like the bread you don't have to dry it out and it's already got salt and oh man we just make it on the stove with the with the milk and the onion and um what else goes in well of course sage or poultry seasoning and eggs and um oh i end up when i always would say to my mom make more than you can fit in the bird so that i get to eat some of it raw and my sister and i would do that we'd just eat it raw it's so good <laughs> wow Oh, I want to. We're going to open this up for for some recipes, for some sharing. But later on, I also brought a recipe for a one or two person turkey casserole that is extremely easy to make. And when you're when you pull it out of the oven, it's almost like having the turkey dinner all in one shot. Okay. So, Debbie. Do, Want to open sure. up hands? So if you would like to raise your hand on the computer, it's Alt-Y. On the Mac, it's Option-Y. On the phone, regular phone, it is star 9. And on your iPhone, you go into More, and there's a Raise Hand button. So uh, feel free, anybody. Ah, Danette. Let's see. Danette, where are you? Here you are. Um, yep, you may un, uh, I think you can unmute on your own. Um, yeah. Okay. There you are. It's Jeanette. Yes. My dad would always make just, um, a fresh cranberry sauce. A lot of people love cranberries, but I'm one that loves them. And you know, all he'd do, I think I'm not positive, but it's just grind the cranberries like in a, a grinder. And orange peeling and a little bit of orange, and that's all it was. Well, Danette, I have to I have to confess, I buy the bag of the cranberries, and then I do as the bag says, with one cup of sugar and one cup of water, and you boil it until the berries kind of pop, and then it gels, and, and it's just done at that point. But my sister makes a Jack Daniels cranberry sauce. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, my family does the Jack Daniels too. And um, instead of using vanilla, they'll add a scoop of ice cream while it's boiling Ooh. and then pour in oh, wow. the Jack Daniels. And it just gives it a little bit more of a, of a it brings the bourbon out even more. Um, and, you know, and yeah, it's beautiful. Cranberries and some pumpkin pie and stuffing and I'm happy. well and it's interesting that you bring up the cranberry sauce because just this afternoon i got an email um with a recipe for a slow cooker cranberry sauce and it was very similar but you cook it on high for two hours and you stir every hour and after that second hour you can take a spoon and start kind of smushing the berries and the skin is soft enough that they'll pop and then you cook it for about 30 to 45 minutes uncovered and 
And she said it freezes really well because yeah. it makes um, a bunch. Yeah. Awesome. And you know I'm all about the electrics, right? And, and you got to send me all these recipes. <laughs> well, well, if we'll you see. go to Six Sisters Stuff on YouTube, Six uh, yes. Sisters Stuff, they just did three in a row on Thanksgiving recipes. And they, they're known for the instant pots, but they did some on stove and um, in the oven. And so they, they have three right in a row and they have a contest where if you do what they say in all three of those videos they're giving away groceries for a year to one winner wow wow that's awesome yes thanks to thanks to six sister stuff that's pretty much how i learned to use the instant pot Mm -hmm. yeah very good anybody else have any hands no let's see any other recipes out there you guys just all want to sit back and eat any any recipes? <laughs> they and want us to cook it. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't well, see. I'll any. give another recipe that I have to make every year, and it's I, when I got the recipe, it was one that was made by my mother-in-law. So we named it the mother-in-law salad. <laughs> uh, anyway, it is. Um, it, it's interesting, but it's lettuce it's a cold salad so you would layer a pan with lettuce and then boiled eggs bacon bits you know i i always use fresh bacon that i uh, fry and then crumble um onion um sweet peas and swiss cheese shredded swiss cheese and then you layer it again and then on top you mix half sour cream and half mayonnaise Mm. And it makes the best salad and the best topping. And my brother-in-law doesn't like mayonnaise, but I have to take this salad every year. He doesn't understand that that sour cream topping has mayonnaise in it. So, but it is really good. So, yum. Yeah, it, it's an excellent salad. And my sister, my my niece and my sister say, okay, you have to bring pea salad and sweet potato casserole. And <laughs> You could make him a mayonnaise cake and he wouldn't know either. Do you know about the mayonnaise cake? Oh, my goodness, yes. I've had mayonnaise cake since I was a little girl. I love those. Yeah, they for are, just a chocolate cake. Uh-huh. Oh, they're oh. so moist. Yeah. In fact, I think I've got a recipe for one. Linda, I have to have, we have to make banana pudding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Being in the South, you have to have banana pudding. And I don't cheat. I actually make the pudding from scratch. Oh. Yeah. And I do cheat. I do it the other way that she's (laughs) thinking of, that she's not calling out. So there we go. (laughs) It's all right. You can make it any way you want Uh to. Uh, but yeah, I actually do make a banana pudding from scratch, and it's with the vanilla wafers and the bananas mm. and the milk and the egg and the sugar and vanilla um, cup and flour, and you make an actual vanilla pudding out of it, and then you layer it, and then make meringue, which never goes for me. It always <sighs> fails. Oh. <laughs> so I've, I've become to the point to where I'm going to use Cool Whip. <laughs> oh. that makes when in sense. doubt, go with the Cool Whip. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. Linda has her hand up. Linda? Hi. Hi, Linda. Hi, Hi Linda. Well, one of the things that I always have to take is baked beans. Yum. And, and I just... Um, 
take and cut some bake, you know, bake depending on how much I have to fix. So, you know, it's kind of like I can't give you exact measurements, but basically I buy some canned baked beans. I don't even try to buy the expensive ones because you're going to doctor them and chop up some onions. Lots of onions. Mm. A little salt and pepper, brown sugar, and caro syrup. And you just, you know, say kind of put those things into your taste. And then if you want, you can lay some raw bacon over the top of it before you bake it. And then you bake it until the bacon, you know, bacon gets done. Then one year, I made the discovery that Bush's best baked beans taste an awful lot like mine. (laughs) (laughs) So I have been known to take the Bush's best baked beans and put them in a casserole and put the bacon on top (laughs) and not tell a soul. But now I just told the whole ACB community. (laughs) That's one of our favorite recipes. And um, I'll give you a... I make a banana cream pie. Uh, get my dog not to walk on my computer. <laughs> um, he is being a pill. Um, but I learned something about the banana pudding and the cream pie. And, and that is if I take and use whipping cream as part of my milk, mm-hmm. real whipping mm-hmm. cream, Yes. And then, you know, you blend that and then that thickens that pudding so that when you refrigerate it and cut it, it doesn't run. Right. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, Linda, I just recently realized how different the whipping cream is because my sister and my son are on the keto diet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the keto diet calls for whipping cream. So I made a cauliflower dish with whipping cream, and it was so creamy and so smooth. And I couldn't figure out why it was that way. And my daughter-in-law said, well, Mom, what did you use to make the sauce? And I told her, and she said, well, it was the whipping cream. And I I have never been a big user of whipping cream. So I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, part of that is because we've been all been taught not to eat the fat. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's, but I use real whipping cream. If I'm going to, you know, like for Christmas and stuff, instead of buying the cool whip, a lot of times I will actually make up some whipping cream. Oh. And, you know, you just, you just, you just whip it with a couple of tablespoons of sugar and a little bit of vanilla in it. And, you know, it, it's yummalicious. So. Yeah, I was I, like I said, I was really surprised, and it does do a fantastic job. You are right. So my banana cream pie consists of buying the Pillsbury rolled up pie crusts. Ah, <laughs> which which again, I used to make a pie crust, and I always made good pie crusts. And then one year, I took a pie to my daughter's mother-in-law's her mother-in-law's smart she just got to know all the in-laws really well so we all go to we all used to go to their house for holidays too so she got to have her own kids and um so one year i made the banana cream pie with the rolled up pie crust and you know put bananas in it and did what i said and and uh, my daughter goes, my mom makes the best pie crust. Isn't this good? And I thought, oh, I'm not <laughs> going to all that anymore. <laughs> well, thank you, Linda. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> A.L.? Hi, everybody. This is such a great call. I love this. All sharing is so wonderful. So I'm 
actually kind of torn of what to share. But so I'm <laughs> so for those of you who like me have slight texture issues with pudding, um, for a number of years, actually since my early twenties, I have made a pudding pie, which consists of um, a pre-made uh, the frozen um, pie crust because you know I'm not cool enough to learn how to do that fancy stuff. Don't um, don't, don't worry about it. Neither am I. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I, I tried. I don't have the patience for it. I love putting the crust. I just don't like the rest. Um, so um, I get that pre-made crust, the graham cracker. Of course, um, uh-huh. <laughs> and I get um, some some bananas. I, I tend to get them while they're green. So when I do do the recipe, they just turn yellow. I uh-huh. love the just they're sweeter. Uh-huh. So I get a, a I don't even know just a bunch of bananas, and um, I get um, wafer cookies, the vanilla wafers, uh-huh. and I get the banana pudding cups the pre-made those little ones so i buy three or four of those and so what i do is the bottom i i do a layer so i layer the the, i start off with a little bit of pudding at the bottom and then i put some banana and some cookies and then all the way to the top same thing and then i top the very top with pudding and sometimes if I'm feeling adventurous, some butterscotch chips or some chocolate chips or some crumbled cookies, uh, crumbled vanilla wafers or something just interesting on the top to make it look, you know, nice and different from the rest of the pie. And I just stick it in the freezer until it sets. And there you go. I like that yeah. idea. I like that, that too. really good. <laughs> it's really delicious. I've been making that since... Well, for about 15 years now, and it's yeah. a hit. No, I, I, I genuinely think it sounds fantastic. So It is fantastic. So and thank you Graham, guys for sharing your recipes. Graham, Graham Cracker Crush, you can't go wrong with. I love them. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody, if you guys ever want to try out making your own crust, the vanilla wafers or graham crackers or a good chocolate chip cookie that's not um, that's not too moist, if you crush all that up, add an egg, a quarter um, quarter cup of whipping cream, bring it all together, and then press it into the pie pan and put it in the freezer for a couple of hours. It makes a great, easy to make pie crust too. That's true. That's true. But you, you can also take the graham crackers and crush them up in a, a blender. What I'm not a blender, but like a food processor, and add a little bit of melted butter to it. And it will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but do we have any hands, no, Debbie? No other hands yet. Oh come on! I know <laughs> we have some cooks out there that share different yeah. stuff. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck with just us talking about recipes from the South, do you? <laughs> well, you know what? We have. Hey, I'm, I'm not just from the South. I'm oh, from okay. Virginia. <laughs> well, I was born in California, but that's just because my dad was stationed there. I wonder if any of you have ever heard this in our house. um, We always we called it turnip that we had every year, but it actually wasn't turnip. It's rutabaga, but I think that rutabaga tastes similar to turnip. I think so. And the thing that I don't like about it is 
peeling it. Oh, dear um, God. But it what I do you. is I cut it, at least I cut it in half, and then I cut one of, I cut those in like quarters, and then it's easier to peel each oh, yeah. one of those. Yeah. But yeah. oh, that's, is that delicious? What, yeah. I love rutabaga with bacon. Gotta have Ooh. bacon. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that does sound interesting. Good. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, bacon rolls. Mm hmm. But yes, and when I, my mother was from New Jersey and she had a yearly tradition of the frozen peas and pearl onions in, oh, a, yeah. in, in a cream sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yum. So she made that every year. And my sister and I have been looking to find the pearl onions and peas together. And you can't find them down No, but here you can Florida. make them with canned you can make it. Yeah, they're not quite the same. <laughs> they don't taste the same. I've seen pearl onions in the grocery store, but not with peas. Yeah. No and, peas. you know, so Patty and I always say, you know, we want some of mom's pearl onions and peas. Yeah. <laughs> and they are good. They really are. But okay, I really see. like your um, broccoli, Jeannie. That, that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, it is. And I know we're kind of heavy on desserts, but in the South, and and I don't know how many states this is in, because some people have heard of it and some haven't, but we have a what I think is a wonderful pie that I've enjoyed ever since I was little called chess pie, just like the game of chess. Yes. And so I think especially... You know, if you want something easy, any pies like the pumpkin pie or the chess pie, where you can mix the ingredients up, dump them in the pie crust, and stick them in the oven to bake. You know, those are wonderfully easy. And also, just as a little caution for um, cleanup purposes, you might want to set your pie with the pie crust, you know, on a cookie sheet. So that way, if it should boil over, It'll go on the cookie sheet instead of all over your oven. But my recipe for chess pie is you combine one cup of sugar, white sugar, one half cup of brown sugar, and one tablespoon cornmeal, one tablespoon flour, and then you add three beaten eggs, a fourth cup of milk, and you mix that very well. Stir in one cup melted butter. I mean, one not one cup. Take that back. Not one cup. One stick. Excuse me. One stick <laughs> melted butter, which would be a half a cup. Mm-hmm. One tablespoon each. This is going to sound really weird, but stick with me here. <coughs> vinegar and vanilla. And you combine it well and pour it into a deep dish pie crust mm-hmm. and bake uh, at... Uh, 350 for 10 minutes and then lower to 325 and bake for 40 to 45 minutes or until it's set in the center and then you let it cool in the oven and there are two advantages to this if it's not quite set enough you don't have to worry about spilling it and B you know it, it can just relax there and and if it's not quite set enough, you still have the heat from the oven as it cools down to make mm. sure that it's going to be good and solid when it's done. But it's delicious. So we have a bunch of hands uh, raised right. now. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> and so let's see. Uh, Chris? Chris Gray. Yes. Hello. Yes, ma'am. 
Oh, we're in trouble. I know. Welcome, <laughs> Mr. Chris. Chris knows about good food. I know. Yes, he does. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hi there. I'm fine, thanks. Good good to hear you guys. I'm I'm afraid I'm woefully unprepared for this That's tonight. Okay. I only saw the note today and my wife and I are, are still doing a little bit of COVID recovery here. So Aww. but uh, you know, we're we're doing great and, and we didn't have a bad So it's all all good. But that chest pie, oh, that's just almost exactly how we make our chest pie. But I never heard about keeping it in the oven, and that is a fascinating technique. Mm-hmm. We'll try. We just made it about two weeks ago. We'll try that, keeping it in the oven. Yeah, just turn but, your oven off and let mm-hmm, it sit there. Mm-hmm. So here is an idea, which I, I'll i bring it to the next open table uh, fully. But we're talking about all these things you cook. But there are some pretty delicious recipes out there for Thanksgiving you don't cook. I think somebody mentioned the jello salad. Uh-huh. I like to have some celery, a little onion and stuff in my Thanksgiving jello salad. Oh, and one other thought to share. Anthony, you mentioned, you know, mixing your, your bread with water. Have you ever tried using chicken broth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just a thought. Just a yeah. thought. Yeah. But do any of you make the raw, uncooked cranberry relish? No. And, and if you don't, you, well, if you do it once, you'll do lived, it right? every year from now on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, I, I'm, I'm stealing it right straight out of the joy of cooking. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, you can just look in there and grab it uh, as it is. So you start off with a couple of bags of cranberries and uh, get them in your food processor. But you got to use the grinder, which is the one that sits up on, on the top. So you'll probably be finding a stray cranberry or two in your kitchen for about <laughs> three or four days after you make it. Because they roll <laughs> everywhere, those dark cranberries do. <laughs> anyway, pour them in. Grind them up <clears throat> and uh, then put your your bottom grinder in, the, the, the really serious grinder, and grind them a little bit more once they're in there. Uh, we usually use two bags, which will make a couple of jars of relish. Then uh, take an orange, zest your orange with a zester or, if you have to, a cheese grater, and get as much zest as you can because the zest adds an amazing part of the flavor. Once you got the zest off, peel it and throw the orange sections in the food processor, grind them up too. Mm. And uh, that uh, that adds another whole dimension to the relish. Mix it, then add sugar. And here's what I can't remember, how much sugar. I think it's a half a cup of sugar per cup of cranberry. But next time I will come prepared to to tell all <laughs> Chris, wednesday night i expect you to be on the recipe swap call okay and okay. have the whole recipe to present to us we're talking it. about sides i will do it now once you mix it up put it into a jar or two whatever i put it into a couple of canning jars it's important to do this three four five days before thanksgiving it needs time to steep. And uh, so really, you know, uh, 
I'd say at least four to five days. You will not be disappointed. My brother-in-law begs me to send him cranberry <laughs> relish to California from here. And all it is is cranberry sugar and oranges? Yeah. That's it? That's all it is. Wow. It's just unbelievably good, though. Yeah, as it steeps, it really turns into the relishy. I've been making it now for about 25 years. And uh, every year it's a little different. You know, it depends on how much zest you can get out of that orange peel and how big your oranges are and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, it is. I've never liked cranberries my whole life. I've hated cranberries. (laughs) But this I love. So thank you. That's yeah. my contribution thank for you. the night. Oh, hey, good. Thank you, thank Just you. Just for a point of moment, the yeah. the reason that we don't, my family doesn't use the chicken broth in the stuffing is we've been brining our turkey for years, and uh, the stuffing ended up being a little bit too salty. Uh, I can see broth. that. I can yeah. see that. That's a very good point. Thank you. But if you don't brine your turkey, chicken broth is great for the, stu- well, for the I, stuffing. I am going to brine my turkey this year. In fact... I even went to the trouble to buy a five-gallon mining bucket. <laughs> oh, you got the bucket. Good for you. Whoa. I've used bags before, but I, one time I had one bust and spring a leak. If you can take a shelf or two out of your refrigerator, one of the smaller coolers work just as well. Well, that's yeah. true. And I have used yes. a cooler, but this year I was bored and... <laughs> it, we're all stuck inside. I know I want a brining bucket, doggone it. <laughs> I'm going to do it the real way. Go. You got it. Go, Mr. Thank Gray. Well, thanks, guys. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Great to hear y'all. Yeah, it's thank good to you. have you here. Terry? Hi. Hi, um, Terry. Terry. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Um, I hope some of you got a chance to listen to uh, last week's visibilities call. When we did, uh, when we had Gabriel on, who did some wonderful Thanksgiving and holiday wines. I was there. I, was there. <laughs> I had to call you. Because- <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. That Yes, we had technical difficulties. We're not going there again. <laughs> no. We're doing um, just fine right now. Look. That's it. Well, I'm on my iPad. Um <laughs> And I've got a repairman coming from my brand new computer. Uh, I grew up on Cape Cod in the town where Ocean Spray Cranberries Company was born. Oh, wow. (laughs) In Onset, Massachusetts. And so we did, you name something that you can do with cranberries and we've done it. But two of my favorite recipes, one is uh, cranberry orange nut bread. Mm. And the other one is, if you say, mmm, to that, where did you get this one? White chocolate chip cranberry cookies. Oh, Mm. Tony, do go on. (laughs) Where's the tray? (laughs) All right, let me tell you first about the chocolate, the white chocolate chip cookies. They take a half cup of butter, softened, and a half a cup of packed brown sugar. I usually use the light brown, Uh, a half a cup of uh, regular white sugar, one egg, a tablespoon of brandy. I'll tell you, if you want, you can use orange juice. I made it both ways. Um, 
What's the next thing on my list? I'm trying to think. I get down to the brandy. A cup and a half of all-purpose flour, a half a teaspoon of baking soda, three quarters of a cup of white chocolate chips, and one cup. You can do it with dried cranberries, but I prefer just to chop some cran to make a a cup of chopped cranberries. By doing that, I think that's part of what keeps them so soft. Yeah. I, I like a chewy cookie. So I use uh, regular cranberries. And basically, you um, you want to preheat your oven to 375 degrees. And then in a large bowl, you want to cream the butter and the, two, and the two sugars. And then mix together your flour and baking soda. And gradually add that into the uh, butter butter-sugar mixture. And add in the egg and the um, brandy or orange juice. And then at the end, just stir in your chocolate chips and your cranberries. Use like a heaping teaspoon on your cookie sheets. I cover my cookie sheets with parchment paper so I don't have to make a so I don't have to wash the cookie sheets after right. it's the truth yeah. of the matter. Right. Exactly. Um, and then bake them. For eight to ten minutes, they are delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Terry, you have my email, right? <laughs> you you, can send, you, you, you want to give me your home address too to ship them to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't like think about that. That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't mind making them, but I just need the recipe. <laughs> my new home address is here in Miami. Just so you know. No, I have not left Orlando. Oh, gosh. I'm dry, Anthony. Well, thank you, Ter- uh, thank and you Terry. And the other one oh. that I have, if you want, I can tell you how to make um, cranberry bread, which oh, is yeah. a very nice, instead of, well, instead of like Parker House rolls or something, is very nice just to slice up to have with your turkey dinner. Mm. And that's... Um, that's got a, several more ingredients, but it works. Um, it's two cups of flour, one cup of sugar. I usually use a little less than a cup. Um, a cup and a half, I mean, I'm sorry, a teaspoon and a half of baking powder and a, tab- uh, a teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of baking soda, three quarters of a cup of orange juice. Um, what else is in it? Let me think. Two tablespoons of vegetable oil. One tablespoon of grated orange peel. What I have done instead is use, we prefer orange juice with the most pulp in it. And I find that that yeah. has enough pulp in it not to have to bother peel, uh, grating orange. Uh, one egg, one and a half cups of cranberries, and a cup of walnuts. That's optional. If you've got somebody that's got a nut problem, then we, you can leave those out. Basically, you mix all of your dry ingredients together. Um, add in your liquids, put them in a greased loaf, put it in a greased loaf pan and bake it for um, about 55 minutes. Just check it with a toothpick and see if it's done uh, at the end of 55, 60 minutes in that area, depending on your loaf pan itself. Um, that's really good. You just and you can just slice that up thin and have it right on you on your table with your turkey dinner. Yeah. Um, you can also make that. It's really good with a little butter on it for breakfast mm-hmm. mornings as well. Or cream cheese. Mm. Thank you, mm. Terry. 
And the person that was talking about the peas and pearl onions growing up, that was absolutely my favorite thing on Thanksgiving. That was, it was Sheila, Terry. That was was it Sheila? <laughs> with the with the cream sauce. Yeah. yeah. For a while you could get it with cheese sauce. I just make my own oh, now. No, it's it is better cream with some cream is so it's, much better. It's much more like what, what Ma used to make. Yep. If you use the frozen peas than the yep. than the canned peas. Yep. yep. Yeah. But Excellent. If anybody wants if anyone wants any of those recipes, you can email me at visibilities, V I S A B I L I T I E S five zero at gmail.com and I'll send them out to you. I will I will get it. Yeah, me Beautiful. too. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. And uh, let's see. Who dot Herbert? Hi, Kim. Hey, Sheila. How you doing? Doing okay. Doing better than Drew Brees, anyway. Uh oh. He broke he broke ribs on both sides and had a punctured lung during the last oh. game. Oh my. So anyway, um, I'm afraid I've got another dessert for you. <laughs> All right, desserts are good. Absolutely. It's, it's not really seasonal. It's just simple. So I made this for the per- people that are, you know, maybe cooking challenged or something. But, um, and I got this from my grandfather. He had a uh, congregational church. He was a minister and they sold a, a cookbook and that's where I got it from. So it, it's probably been around since the 40s. You use a um, graham cracker crust, and in a bowl, you mix one block of cream cheese, a half a container, a half of a large container of Cool Whip, and it says a cup of sugar, but I usually lessen it and make it diet, like make maybe three quarters of a cup of sugar, you know, and because it doesn't need to be that much, and um, you take that and you put it in the bottom of the pie pan. Then you mix up a box. Um, I think it says a large box, but what I've done in the past is I've made two pies and I've used two small boxes, like one lemon and one chocolate of pudding, the pudding mix. And then you just pour that over the cream cheese and and Cool Whip mixture. And um, then you top it with the remaining Cool Whip and that's it. And it was called Lemon Surprise. Hmm. Okay. Anthony, a lot of my regular recipe call people are calling in tonight. Aren't you happy? I am. (laughs) This is beautiful. And let's see. uh, Let's see. Kathy? Hi, Kathy. Hi. Good afternoon Uh or good evening, everyone. Um, I've got a, a couple of things. One... One is a humorous story about a dessert, and I do have a recipe for a salad um, that you could do. Which one do you want first? Salad. (laughs) Salad. Okay. I have a, it's a, somebody had mentioned they have a church recipe book, and that's where this came from also. It's a spinach salad. You take spinach, hard-boiled egg, chopped, bacon, you can use they call bacon bits, but what I do is I get um, Schwann's frozen foods, and they make the pre-cooked bacon. Oh, is that good? Bake that. You chop, break that up into crumbles. Um, a half a cup of slivered almonds, 
and uh, craisins, like maybe a half a cup of craisins. Then I add, this doesn't call for it, but then I add um, a can of, a small can of uh, mandarin oranges. Uh, drain the juice and kind of rinse them off and add that. Mix that all up and there you go. So you've yeah. got like breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, so I that, love that. I I love the mandarin oranges in a salad. They just yeah, add, it, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. And then the other um, the the humorous story. I'm trying not to give the punchline away here. My sister every year she would make apple pie and. I always liked the Dutch apple pie because it had the the cinnamon, the crumbly on top. So Mm -hmm. I like that. And she'd always make Dutch apple pie. And everybody said, wow, this is really good. What's the recipe? Well, she'd pull out the box. (laughs) Her last name was Smith. Do I need to tell you the story? (laughs) She goes, of course I made it. <laughs> well, they had to take it out of the box and put it in the oven. Right. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, well, that no. was uh, That was the joke for the, uh, for the evening. Thank but you. I'm that really was lovely. Thank call. you. Thank you very much. Now Thank you, Go Kathy. back to mute and listen. Mella? Mella Foster? Oh, sorry, it only takes me a little bit to find the unmute button. <laughs> well, you did it. <laughs> I did. So, uh, I'm going to share a pecan pie recipe because I, I don't. It's not happening this year because of COVID. But I usually go to um, Thanksgiving with a friend, and I'm really not welcome unless I bring the pecan pie. So she makes that very clear that I can come for dinner if I bring the pie. <laughs> and I bought this recipe from a cookbook. My, my parents live in rural Arkansas and their tiny town local library, an organization called the Ladies of the Library, um, put this cookbook together. And I got this recipe probably 30 years ago. And I'm sure it's a lot older than that because all these lovely little old Southern ladies put this recipe book together. I mean, and you can literally gain weight just reading the book. (laughs) So so the pecan pie recipe, it's um, three whole eggs, uh, one half cup sugar, one half cup butter melted, one cup chopped pecans, one cup caro syrup, a teaspoon of vanilla, a dash of salt and you can um you beat your eggs and then you beat your eggs well add all the other ingredients and mix this well and you use a nine inch pie crust you can you know call on your friend mrs smith if you like <laughs> i tend to make my own but um this is i have um you know mrs smith and i have had arrangements in the past where i got her pies shell so um you pour it all in you bake it at 400 for the first 10 minutes then you take it down to 325 and it takes you know 50 55 minutes for the center to set and the recipe you know it's the it's one cup of the chopped pecans i do that and then i when i have the pie all poured in 
I just put a layer of pecan <clears throat> halves over it just because I think it looks prettier. And that's the pecan pie recipe. Yum. Nice. Well, thank you, Nella, okay. so much. Another one yeah. of my recipe people, Anthony. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> And another just quick, easy, this is a dessert. And and, uh, and my family, I don't think we have any family gathering where this dish, dish does not show up. I grew up calling it Watergate salad. It may uh -huh. have other names, but yeah. it's the one that has this, this, you put a box of pistachio pudding, the crushed pineapple, Cool Whip, mini marshmallows, and nuts. I mean, anybody can make this. It's so easy. Mm, yep. <laughs> Mix it yep. all together. It's so good. It. Yeah, people love it. So, and and my family calls it green junk. Green, okay. <laughs> <laughs> green junk. Green junk. Yep. Okay. A friend of mine calls it green. I was at her house for something, and her family called it green stuff. And I'm like, what is green stuff? And I'm like, oh, this is Watergate salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my family's always called it green junk. Mm -hmm. Mom, oh, you making funny. green junk? <laughs> and we have one more hand, Linda. Linda, I know you've oh, had your hi. Hands. There you go. Hi. For, for one thing, I forgot to tell you all that there's also ketchup in my baked bean recipe. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that, that's kind of gotten to be a family tradition with us is the, it's on the Jiffy cornbread mix box. And it's uh, a corn casserole. Mm, oh, I yes. don't remember the ingredients, but you you, you use cream yes. corn. Yeah. And the, oh, that is so good. It, it is, is so good. Fabulous. Yep. Yep. So, Debbie, if I can take a moment, I wanted to make sure that I brought something that was really, really easy to prepare for one or two people for those of us who are not going to be able to do anything social with other people. So um, I'm going to start with a very easy turkey casserole. Um, and both of these recipes are really, really easy um, in a large casserole dish take a cup or a half a cup depending on how how big the dish is of milk lay, just lay it on the bottom take mashed potato mix and coat all the way until the milk in the and you have to feel it you have to know that it's it's just right coated take a half a stick of butter and cut it up into four slices lay it across the top take deli carved turkey i mean i would imagine if somebody got a thicker cut of like deli meat turkey it would work as well but the carved turkey works really great layer it across then i like to take either a portuguese roll or like a french baguette and break it up into pieces and kind of smush it all down take a um <clears throat> excuse me a can of turkey gravy pour about half of it into the casserole dish at that point i like fresh green beans and i also like the pearl onions so i layer it next with a, just a layer of fresh green beans interspersed with pearl onions but you can do sliced carrots sliced potatoes you know any vegetable you can even throw in broccoli and it'll end up working same thing i take more of the portuguese roll and the french bread and pack that all around add a little bit more of the gravy and then i take <clears throat> excuse me and then i take just another layer of potato flakes pour the gravy on cover it in foil throw it in the oven at 400 for about 45 minutes and you get a crispy gooey awesome turkey casserole and it's sort of like your dinner is all the way in there yeah. and then for a very quickie dessert you can make it one of two ways 
um, I buy either the Entenmann's or the Drake's already made crumb cakes. And in a large ramekin or a very small casserole dish, I press as many of them as I can into the bottom. And I either buy a bag of sliced apples or a pumpkin pie mix, depending on whether you're an apple pie or a pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie kind of person. Me, I go for the apples. So I arrange the sliced apples on top of it. A couple of those um, caramel cubes, the baking ones, throw them right in, cover it with um, just a layer of cream or you can use half and half. And then I take the rest of my Drake's or Entenmann's cakes, press it all on top, throw it in the oven, add also at <laughs> 400 for about 10 minutes, pull it out. I always have, car you know, like the magic shell caramel on hand. So I usually top it with that and Cool Whip and it is an awesome, really quick wow. dessert to make Did as well. Did you use apple pie filling instead? You could use the apple pie filling, yeah. Oh, yum. Hmm. Anthony, how come it's, you haven't attended any of my recipe calls? Yeah. <laughs> I wear FCB, uh, ACB, oh. BPI. <laughs> excuses, excuses. <laughs> I wish I could say I'll be there Wednesday, but I'll be on the diabetes call. But I promise I will be at the next one at the following yeah, after yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> so in our almost two minutes, we have one more hand. Um, awesome. Batty5570. That's me. My name's Deb Kokel from Oregon. And I have. Welcome. Quick, right. I have a really quick, easy, delicious peanut butter cookie. And you won't believe how many, how few ingredients there are to it. It's one cup of creamy peanut butter, one cup of white sugar. Oh, you're kidding. Don't tell me I can't remember now. That's One egg. Thank you. <laughs> One large egg. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you bake it for 8 to 12 minutes in a 350 oven. And yep. last the option, if you choose, you can sprinkle it with um, coarse sea salt. I think it said we choose regular oh, yes. sea salt. And wow. They are fabulous. Mm. Use your parchment to... paper for those, though. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. But no, you'd be surprised. We used um, really high-quality stainless steel cookie sheets and popped right out. Yeah. And I had three or four people that said, oh, I really don't want this cookie. Yeah. But they tasted it. And when they tasted it, they said, I can't believe that is really delicious. I am going to make those. First time I ever had them, I said... Are you kidding me? There's no flour in these? <laughs> oh, yeah, they That's are fabulous. Okay, we are Thank at the you. top of the hour, a little past, so we need to get out of here. But uh, Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Amy and Sheila, thank you so much. Everybody, please look for the holiday table from um, ACB and on Thanksgiving Eve and on Thanksgiving night if you'd like to spend some time with acb look for my open thanksgiving dinner community call everybody jean genie yes. and sheila thank you so much debbie thank you for manning everything you're welcome thank you anthony good night <laughs>